Welcome to Coffee and Closers. I'm Nikolai Bedor, and I want to personally invite you to join me and one of today's top performing sales stars for a cup of coffee and authentic conversation. And our collective goal is that you will walk away with tangible knowledge that you can apply to your sales efforts today. Are you ready? Grab a cup, fill it up. Let's get into another episode of Coffee and Closers. Closers, welcome to another episode of Coffee and Closers. Um, for those of you that I have not met, my name is Nikolai Bedore, and I'm the host of Coffee and Closers and the Chief Revenue Officer of Closers Media. What does Closers Media do? Um, we offer hands-on coaching in a virtual sales system designed for driven B2B founders. Is that you? Well, if so, hit us up at closersmedia.com. I can't wait to, to learn more about your business. All right, back to the show. So today's guest is somebody that I have been a fan of forever. She has a superpower that I do not. And uh, much like you, I'm sure you're excited to, to learn from her. I challenge you. I bet I'm even more excited. Uh, I've been wanting her on the show for a long, long time. And uh, anyway, let me tell you a little about her. Her name is Megan Lampke. She is an eight-time President's Club Award winner who gave all of that up in the software game to start her real estate syndication company. To date, she's a managing partner of over 25 hundred units valued at over uh 513k how does she do this like i told you her superpower is being able to get a hold of anyone which is the title of today's uh, episode um she is the author of the lead hers guide to investing the host of business for good and something that is dear to my heart um her philanthropy efforts have rescued over a thousand girls from sex trafficking in Southeast Asia in 2020 alone closers please give a massive massive copy and close welcome to Megan Lamke having me here, McLeod. It's a true pleasure to be here. Oh, no, you've you've been on my watch list for a long, long time. I've been a fan of yours, as you know, and uh, this superpower that you have, I don't. So I'm really excited to learn how you do it. And I know that our audience is as well. Um, so I had the luxury of being your friend. But mm -hmm. there are people right now that might be meeting you for the first time. Would you tell us kind of your, your sales story? Sure. Graduated from college here in Minnesota and then took my first job right out of school in sales at a mortgage company during the Great Recession. Uh, just simply worked longer hours than everybody else and hit President's Club a bunch. Um, from there, I transitioned to working in technology sales and got to work for some really, really great uh, sales mentors and sales leaders. Uh, after that, decided that I wanted to try my hand in marketing and then was still working like 80 hours a week. And at that point, my husband and I wanted to start a family. So I needed a way out of the rat race and transition to being a full-time entrepreneur and running my own company. Amazing. That's amazing. All right. So I, listen, eight-time President's Club Award winner. For those of you that don't know what President's Club is, which I just recently found out, a lot of people outside of sales do not. It is being ranked the top one to three percent out of your peers, and I know where you were ranked in the top one to three percent. And those were some big, big uh, teams, and those were some very uh, challenging sales environments. So kudos to you. Um, now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna borrow some thought from you. Like this is something I've been ex so excited to, to ask, but I love the story of you getting a hold of. Um, mm -hmm. would you kind of tell us that story? I know you have a lot of them, so I, I that's the name that just pops in my head, but you've yeah. got a lot of those stories and then we're going to unpack how you do what you do. Sound good? Sure. So the easiest way to get a hold of was to use software like Hunter IO or seamless AI. Everybody's cell phone number is in there. Literally call them up and say, Hey, I have 
questions for you about your latest offering as a customer. I would like to talk to you about this. Oh, by the way, I have some tips and tricks to talk to you about from a marketing standpoint, from a sales standpoint that could improve your offering. Promptly introduced me to other members of his team. And now we're investors with them, which is amazing. And we get to collaborate on multiple projects, which is so exciting. Um, but again, it was using that technology, using those pieces of information to get sensitive personal data and then make a real genuine connection with somebody knowing you have 30 seconds to a minute with a CEO before they pass you on to a member of their team. Would you mind giving us that 30 seconds? Like if you were to, if you were to ring, ring me up, yeah. would you mind just, just fire, like, you, all right. Oh, hey, uh, hello. Mick, we actually did this in real life. Don't you remember? I messaged you for the first time on LinkedIn when I said, hey, Mikolai, we have 189 connections. How in the world have we not met yet? Yes. And then I you messaged me back and we formed a relationship. That was it. Like that simple sentence, like genuine curiosity. I want to be your friend first. I want to get to know you. Maybe we can collaborate in some way. That's really the secret of building relationships and, and doing sales really, really well. It's genuine curiosity and trying to be a team-oriented problem solver. Closers, did you hear that? We we just had a clubhouse yesterday and it was so interesting to have people's takes on prospecting and reaching out. And it's like, well, let me ask you something. When you go, when you move to a neighborhood, is the first thing you go is try to go to your, all your neighbors and try and sell them your car? Like, no, you go and I'll bring a cake or you go and say, hey, or you, you know what I mean? You, just trying to build, build, make a friendship. I love that. Curiosity, trying to, to, establish a relationship. Um, so let's, let's, let's unpack that a little bit because mm -hmm. here's something you said, you said tools, which you mentioned, but mm -hmm. then everything after that is all you. And there's a confidence in the fact that you believe you're going to get a hold of somebody because you believe you have something that's of value to them. Could right. you tell us where do you find that, that confidence? Because a lot of us are scared to pick up the phone. And I've been there too. I've had to watch motivational videos on YouTube before I pick up the phone. Cause it feels like 10,000 pounds sometimes, but at the same point, I remember every single person is a human being. They put their pants on the same way I did today. I mean, it might be yoga pants because we're still in quarantine, but they put their pants on the same way I did one leg at a time. And we just are so hardwired for human connection that if we focus on the human connection piece, sales and relationship building will naturally come. I love it. I love it. Um, I love the fact that, do you feel that that confidence comes from the fact that you're not trying to sell me? Right. I mean, the easiest thing to do to build confidence is take the sales aspect out. Like I'm not trying to win you over to my side. I'm trying to win you as a friend because I only want to work with people who I know, like, and trust and are amazing. Like if you don't know how to be an amazing human being, I probably don't want to do business with you. <laughs> so that's simple. What? I want to keep going with this. No, no, this is great. Just considering this week, just considering the stuff that I had learned just about non-sales people and, and, and what they think of the stigma and the word that is sales. But when you remove that word and you say, what, what do I do? I'll never forget this. There was a guy I used to work with at Concur. Mm -hmm. It was Blaze. And, and you know, his kid one day said, daddy, what do you do? He goes, well, I get paid to make new friends every day. Yeah. And I, that always stuck with me as like, 
what a cool i you know what i mean instead of i gotta hit 30 dials and i don't what why like why not try and make some friends who cares how many friends you reach out to because right. if you get a couple to say i'd like to be your friend you know and you develop a relationship and that turns into you know a win-win for both of you guys from a business standpoint how hard is that that's not work right it's fun and it transcends all areas of business regardless of what product or service you're trying to sell just be curious and try to make a friend have you ever sold something that you didn't believe in or like or you know i mean maybe just didn't care about yes <laughs> and that's really hard but you need to tie what you're doing to a bigger why and a bigger purpose beyond just yourself your paycheck your um, reason for showing up to work like you need to dig really really deep and figure out what is the one thing that i'm uniquely created for that this job is allowing me to do and allowing me to dive into that purpose, that passion and grind it out. Oh, now you, you brought up, we brought up confidence, right? And uh, we, we just already said it. So anyone listening, like I've already, you know, if I could write, I'd be writing this stuff down. Um, I know Gario is. We brought up confidence in the fact that we're just trying to make some friends. Everyone can do that. Mm -hmm. Fair? But yes, very fair. The next part of confidence I've found is preparation, like preparation. Can you walk us through kind of in detail? Because I know that that's you're you're discounting the fact that that is something that you're really really good at is is organizing your your minutes. Can you walk us through kind of how you how you kind of your preparation process? Sure. I'm going to use you as an example, Mick. Because okay. again, a year ago we didn't know each other, so reached out to Mick. Said, "Oh my gosh." We have 189 connections. How in the world have we not met? Little did I know, or little did Mick know, before we met, I scrolled down to the bottom of his LinkedIn and saw all of the things that he's passionate about. If you scroll down to the bottom of people's LinkedIn, it says what volunteer organizations they love, what charities they love, what interests they love, like education, economic empowerment, causes for children. And I saw that Mikolai and I had a lot of those things in common. So it's like holding an ace in your hand. So you reach out with something that has genuine curiosity. After that person engages back, you reply back with that humanistic touch point of, oh my gosh, I see that you love Feed My Starving Children, for example. How did you get involved in that organization? And what are you doing with them now? That simple. Like, not trying to be some sleazy person, like just genuinely saying, I love Feed My Serving Children too. Do you ever want to volunteer there together? Do you ever like go to their gala? What does that look like? Simple questions and, and answers like that, that build rapport. So awesome. So uh, I'm going to assume I know the answer, but I'm not in the, in the assumption business. Um, this process, like this, you know, this kind of this methodology, eight time President's Club Award winner, like, could, is, is this your process that was then that is now or have you made enhancements to it? And if so, what, what are those enhancements? Yeah, I've made enhancements to them. Um, a big part of it is leveraging virtual assistants and getting more at bats to figure out what works. So when I was at Wells Fargo, just smiling and dialing and trying to throw as much stuff up against the wall that would stick as possible. I literally was not using any of this methodology. I was just saying, okay, you have a pulse, you can fog a mirror. Let me blast every single thing at you, like 
do all of these uncustomized email marketing, all of this uncustomized messaging, and just see what sticks. And that works for a while, but it, it's not sustainable and it's a surefire way to piss a ton of people off and just say, I never want to do business with you. So I learned the hard way that if you focus on curiosity and genuine relationships and making a friend and systemize it, it's, it works. And that's how I've been able to be successful in my current company. So systemize, um, you have a really, I mean, not only you guys, if she sold all over the place, like I can't think of an, maybe fast food that you haven't sold into like an industry um, you've done. I mean, well, as far ago, SPS, you know, you're doing syndication now. Um, I guess the big, okay. So you have that, right. But you also are, just, <laughs> you're incredible. Went from, I'm just going to pick up marketing. I'm just going to yeah. get really good at marketing. Can you describe like that? kind of yeah. that, that Swiss army knife, because I think there's a lot of people that are listening going, you know, I'm a great marketer. I'm not great at sales or I'm great at sales, but I'm not great at marketing, you know, like kind of unpack that a little bit for us and how you've leveraged both. Sure. So when I was at SPS commerce, one of the things that we were transitioning to as a company is turning from an organization of just gatherer salespeople, like softballs would be lobbed up and you close these amazing deals to you had to hunt to feed your family. And so one of the things that I did was work with this amazing colleague of mine and go to trade shows when no one else in our sales organization was really doing that and prospect the executives that were at trade shows. And in order to do that at scale, I made friends in the marketing team and was like, give me the download of how to do this as efficiently as possible to send customized messages because we're literally meeting a thousand contacts at the executive level and I cannot keep track of everyone. How do I do this? And so they helped me write scripts. They helped me come up with customized email follow-ups, a cadence, like proactive information that we could send these people until they were ready to make a buying decision. So I knew, okay, you've done enough of the buying criteria, enough of downloading educational content. It looks like you're ready to make a buying decision. It's not in your busy season. Let's re-engage and build upon our friendship that we've already talked about. So that's how I transitioned from sales to marketing and then really loved it. <laughs> like, uh, I know I'm one of those weird people that has done both sales and marketing, but it was fun. It was exhilarating making things pretty and seeing them being engaging and being like, oh my gosh, I just generated 6,000 MQLs and we overloaded our sales team to the point where they can't keep up on everything. Like, good job, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Like that was awesome. Um, but it really, in the best companies, sales and marketing are a partnership and there are mutual friends on all levels of the organization, whether that's the chief sales officer and the chief marketing officer, or that's the sales development reps and the marketing development reps are best friends. You need to find a way to work together because you have strengths that complement each other really, really well. That's so awesome. Um, I want to keep going if that's all right yeah, with you. Because okay. I, you know, just, okay. So if I'm a salesperson right now, okay. And I'm like, wow, that's good for Megan. She's a unicorn. You know, it's, that's not something everyone can do. If you were to say with your experience being on both sides, if you said to, to, to the salesperson, you know what, you may not be able to do all this marketing stuff or create or design, but here's, here's a skill I would learn, right? from a marketing standpoint that has helped me be very successful at sales. 
Do you have a couple of those? So I think the biggest lesson that you can learn is segmentation and using Salesforce or whatever database you're using to document everything as a centralized repository. Um, and then the other skill is take your marketing colleagues out to lunch and they will help make you more efficient at sales and you can help them write better marketing content because you're on the front lines, hearing what customers say, hearing what buyers say, and where they're at in the sales process. Yes. Um, man, I have so many questions in so many directions I want to go, but I still am kind of, so the title of this is, you know, get a hold of anyone. Yeah. I want to take that a little bit further because we've kind of touched on it, but here's what I've gathered thus far. Go make some friends, organize your touches, know something about these people, put it in a CRM and central repository, right? So I'm hearing be authentic, and be organized. Mm -hmm. Am I missing anything? No, that's it. And that's the beauty of it. Anybody can be authentic and anyone can be organized. You don't graduate college and miraculously you're this amazing salesperson. You start with the tools that you have of being authentic and being organized. So you're saying anyone, anyone can sell? Anybody can sell. I love it. It's been I mean, if you think about it, you're selling every day. How do people get married? You sold someone on loving you for the rest of your life. I hope people are listening to this right now going, oh, that sales thing isn't so bad. Because I, 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 we try and preach that all the time is we think of it as a life skill. You right. know, sales is a language. And it's just like when I took Spanish in, in high school, I think in college, I don't remember. Um, I didn't go to Vera, uh, Puerto Vera for 10 years after, so I lost it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You pick it up a little bit. It's kind of like that with sales. And it's, it's a life skill. It's, not, it's nothing to do with convincing you. It's, it, right. it's who's the best guide. Who's, mm -hmm. who, who's the best guide? Who's going to guide me towards, you know, a yes or a no. Um, right. So uh, I guess, you know, in, in regards to somebody listening to right now, that is like, I am brand new sales mm -hmm. scares the crap out of me, which is about 50 to 60% of our listeners, believe it or not. Um, they're, they're sitting here going, yeah, that's good for you guys. Presence club, all this stuff. Like if you, this is your first day in sales and you can go as deep as wide as you want, you know, in regards to getting a hold of anyone. Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's, as far as having success like you've had, can you walk us through in, in step-by-step -step exactly what you do? Here's your computer. Here's your phone. I'll leave you, I'll, I'll leave you be. Sure. Here's what you do. The first thing you do is you sit down and you write your customer reference story. Like write down someone that has been a company customer and the journey that they've gone through, what their challenge was, how they overcome it and what their result has been. It needs to be three sentences, that's it. Then you write a bridging statement that connects the executives that you're probably selling to. So if you're selling to a CFO, for example, um, something that's an industry statistic that's impacting all CFOs with a hook of, tell me what's your experience been like? So whatever that stat or factoid is, what's that experience been like? Put that up next to your computer, read it verbatim, practice saying it out loud 10 times, then pick up your phone. Call whoever you're going to call and say, hey, I just have a genuine curious question for you. I'm talking with a lot of CFOs, blah, blah, blah. This is what I'm hearing in the industry. What has your experience been like? Cool. Cool. We've dealt with other CFOs who have this similar challenge. Insert 
bridging statement, would it make sense to continue to talk and find a mutually beneficial way to collaborate? Awesome. Yes, keep talking. No, cool. Who do you know who might be willing to have a conversation with me? Awesome. Thank you so much. Is it okay if I connect with you on LinkedIn? I'm just continuing to grow my network and would love to continue to, to learn from executives like you. Great. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Done. Right. We're laughing. This is like real life. And then no. you multiply that by 125 calls a day and you're fine. You hit President's Club. Like <laughs> No, this is why I watch you on this show is because it's like your kids. You know, I can tell the audience over and over and over. I can tell our clients over and over and over. No, you can do this. You can do this. You know what I mean? Believe me. Mm-hmm. Now let's go. Let me guide you. Let's go. Let me coach you to success. But they don't believe it in the mm-hmm. beginning. And people listening right now might be like, I don't believe it. You just, you just cracked the code. You just shared with all of us, this is how it's done. And none of that is disgusting. None of that is repulsive. It's just make as many friends as you can. So, so now that we know how to sell Lampke style, right? Um, you and I both know that some days are easy. Some days are not. And here at closers, what we like to coach on is um, we always have people in our intake or sorry, our, our kickoff conversation. We want people to find their why people think that people get into sales just to make money. And we both know that at some point money doesn't really, it's not the deal. It's something better. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so we always have them print out their thing that whether credit card debt, it could be a trip um, that we have that here. W- would you say that having a mission and a purpose and a why is very important to fuel sales success? Yeah, that's where your fuel comes from. If you don't have a purpose or a mission or something that's driving you above and beyond just your manager to do, tell you to do something because you should do it, you need to take a hot second and figure out what that is. And if you don't have a business coach or a mentor or someone to speak into your life to help you figure those things out, go get one. There's wonderful, wonderful people in the world like Michelle, like myself, who have crushed it in sales, and our heart is to literally help sales development reps and marketing development reps find their passion and then have these amazing careers that change the world. So if you need help, just reach out. Well, you and I both are mutual friends with one of the best uh, in the biz as far as leadership goes. Real quick, um, it's Charlie Hackerson. So Charlie, if you're listening, we're both- Hi, Charlie. <laughs> um, <laughs> If you were a manager, so let's flip it. Cause then I want, uh, there's a question you want to ask you, but I, I, before we get there, I want to, if you're a manager right now, how do you pull that why, or how do you inspire that why in, in your reps? Do you know? Okay. Yeah. So I ask open-ended questions. I ask about their life experience with the virtual assistants that I work with. I ask, um, you know, why do they want this job? What's com- compelling them to work right now? What's compelling them, whether it's family or, an experience that they had, it, it's really easy to identify your why when you've, <clears throat> like me, when you come from humble beginnings and you've gone through some pretty serious adversity, um, it's easy to say, I want to make a difference in the world and leave the world a better place for myself, for my children, for the people that I interact with, for the people who don't have the time or financial resources to help themselves. Like that's easy. What's not easy as a manager is to schedule the time to talk to your reps about their life. Nothing about pipeline 
just sit down with them and talk about Myers-Briggs, sales find, or, um, strength finder, uh, disc. What do they get excited about? What do they love doing? And really be that guidance counselor and tie all of those passions into making phone calls, <laughs> managing the sales process, negotiating and closing so that they can get to do all of the things that they're really excited about. You think lifestyle, like we always talk about sales and the lifestyle that it provides and everyone thinks, oh, here they go talking money again, but it isn't. It's what like you were talking about earlier. It's like entre entrepreneurship light. It's like mm -hmm. risk-free entrepreneurship. You, the, you have the autonomy, but you know, all you got to do is do the thing we talked about, 123 yeah. dials. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. You know, you've kind of lived as the employee, employer now. Um, what can you tell someone listening uh, right now in regards to maybe someone thinking about joint getting into sales or someone who doesn't appreciate it, how does it have affected your lifestyle and, and the lifestyle beyond just sitting behind a desk? Yeah. Well, sales is what paid my bills and helped my husband and I get out, get out of debt. So for those of you that don't know that haven't heard our story, we were working for these really great fast growing tech companies and drowning in debt and living outside of our means. We had over $200,000 worth of student loan debt. I don't know if anybody else can agree or can relate to that. Uh, and so we used sales and working for fast growing companies as a way to pay off our debt, pay off our mortgage in under five years to get out of the rat race and have that emergency fund so that I could go from entrepreneurship light in marketing and sales to being a full-fledged entrepreneur and business owner and game changer. So without sales, without developing those skills, I wouldn't have been able to be where I am today. Well, and that's the thing that I adore about you is, is you could have just kicked it, right? But instead, you know, you, you, you never forget those humble beginnings. I mean, I've told my story, but I'll tell it again is, you know, I lived in Manhattan out of, after college and I was an entertainment agent hanging out with rock stars and directors and people that made way more money than I did. And I was spending it as if I had it. So sales had my back too. That's always why I have such a passion for this, for this craft, but um, something to, you know, if we talk about fuel uh, to, to be successful at sales and we talked about how to technically do it, but you got to have that reason that why, and Megan, you know, the fact that you started where you, you did and now you're here, you have the opportunity to help uh, those, those in need. And something that I'm going to try to say without uh, gushing is, uh, I'm tough. Anyway, um, Megan has helped. She helped a thousand girls, freed them from sex slavery in two, 2020 alone. Talk to us about this mission, this purpose, and what drives you each and every day to hopefully help more. Yeah. So for those of you, yeah that don't know, we partner with a business for good organization called Venture. They also partner with Feed My Starving Children and we serve some of the least reached, least resource people groups on the planet. And a lot of those people groups are in Southeast Asia where kids as young as two years old are being sold into trafficking. So as a mom of a two-year-old at the time, that was not okay with me. And as someone who is a Me Too survivor, that sure as heck was not okay with me. So I decided that we we're going to foray into entrepreneurship, but we we're going to do so in a way that our business profits and margin and structure 
could have a component of impact investing. So every time we close on an apartment building now and our tenants continue to pay rent in full on time, our investors continue to make returns, we give a large portion of our personal salary and net, net gains to venture. And in 2020, when everything was shutting down, we found a way to be more efficient and ended up rescuing a thousand girls. We're on pace to impact over a million girls by 2025, which is amazing. And um, we're not just rescuing them from trafficking, we're pulling them aside and saying, here's education, here's microfinancing for um, a business that you can start. We're going to give you leadership development. And now the cool part is some of these girls are so bright that they're becoming leaders and politicians and business owners in some of the most ridiculously cast um, and despairing countries in Southeast Asia. And it's just like, that's what fires me up is I'm recreating a world or I'm creating a world where girls can be anything. My daughter can be anything. Look like your kids can be anything because I cared enough to get financially free and live beneath my means and use that surplus to make a huge impact. So. Oh, I love this. And I, I'm so angry that I, I, we're about at time, but I want to clarify some things because you've said some incredible things. I, I almost feel like we should have like, uh, like a, the name of the, the could, could we get a hold of anyone also achieve anything, right? Like, yeah. you know, anything's possible if you learn this craft. And what I've heard from you is anybody can learn it. Yeah. What's the intangible though? If, if I had one more shot to ask one more thing, the little intangible if anyone can learn it, anyone can be good, right? Mm -hmm. But then there's the great. Right. What advice, if I had one more bullet to fire and ask one more question before we head over to Clubhouse uh, for the live Q&A, what, um, what would that intangible be that maybe people can either work on or discover? Yeah, I would say the intangible thing is actually called style points. And <laughs> Charlie taught me about this. So style points, for those of you that don't know, is this whole idea of my world now, impact investing. It's this whole idea of, we've been talking about this whole show of making a genuine connection, building a friendship, and having an organic feel to your follow-up, but talking to prospects and customers about things that really matter as a human. So one of the big things that we did at SPS was we had this amazing charity auction every year where we would literally call up our customers and say, hey, we're raising money to actually start a school in Kenya to teach kids about coding and math and science and English and entrepreneurship. Do you have any products that you could donate so our employees could auction those off to each other and we'll raise you know, $30,000 for this school or for Feed My Starving Children or for this pet rescue organization or whatever, but finding a way to either create style points on an individual level or bring style points to your entire organization as a way for you to prospect without sounding squeezy. <laughs> now that's the way you end an episode. All right, closers, there you have it. Was I wrong? Amazing, right? All right, make sure to show some love, light up the chat, uh, the chat box, um, you know, thank Megan, you know, compliment her, <laughs> send her virtual flowers, whatever. Um, that was amazing. Megan, thank you for, for joining. Thank you. Thank for this. you so much. See you guys all in clubhouse.
Well, thank you, Megan. Um, so uh, make sure to head over to our closest community um, uh, to, 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 if you're not part of the closing community yet, we're, like I said, we're going to be in Clubhouse in a couple minutes here. Um, for those looking to have the best uh, fiscal year of their existence, uh, hit us up at closersmedia.com. Uh, I'd love to have a chat with you. Um, and then real quick, Megan, where do, where, how, how could we support you? You've given yeah. us so much knowledge. How can we support you? So the biggest thing that we're always looking for is connecting with additional people who want to invest uh, and lower their tax bracket. So if you're looking at crushing your quota, if you've hit President's Club this year, chances are you're paying a ridiculous amount of taxes. Send me a message. Let's talk. There are ways that we can work around that through the awesome real estate investments that we have. But before we go, there's one other thing that I wanted to add is we did really surface level stuff here. So I actually created a bunch of Loom videos for all of the new SDRs and MDRs. So if you just go to my website, meganlamke.com forward slash closers, you'll have all of the videos of how I essentially stock people nicely and then come up with genuine ways to connect with them. So I hope that helps you in your, your sales career. See, just keeps giving and giving. Um, thanks again, Megan. Uh, everybody, we'll see you in Clubhouse. Cheers. All right, so what do we think? What'd you learn? Well, if you like that, check out coffeeclosers.com for upcoming episodes, recordings, and more. And don't forget to check out our sponsors. Each one has been hand-selected. They're best in class. Until next time, we'll see you at the next Coffee and Closers. Cheers. Say live, come on live, live a life we love. Gotta live, I said live, live a life we love.